For the 23-24 season, Talking Wolves is proudly supported by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single one of Wolves' televised fixtures throughout this season. So instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, why not get your mates together, get yourself down to a Green King pub and get closer to the action. That's right, Dave, and Green King Sport have recently launched their Green King Sport Instagram page. It'll have a load of content on there, some deals and some competition throughout the season. So please... Do us all a favour. Do us all a favour here at Talking Walls. Follow the Green King Sport Instagram page so you're the first to know about it. Now it's time to get stuck into the podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Talking Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cooper, and today we're back with a full house. We'll start with Dave. Dave, how you been keeping, mate? You uh, look like you're done in a, a, a Manchester United retro shirt. There. You've been watching the <laughs> David Beckham documentary. No, no, I haven't watched it yet, to be fair. That's a, this was a template. I got off classic football shirts a while back. I've never really worn it, to be fair. So, yeah, I've just been on a, a jog trying to get sharp ahead of the uh, the big content creators tournament on Sunday. I'm trying to get my uh, my fitness levels up before Sunday, but yeah, looking forward to it. All good. I don't think one jog's going to uh, solve that. No, we got, no, I've been doing the last couple of weeks. No, 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 I've been doing the last couple of weeks uh, back on it, but yeah, I'll get a few more in before uh, before Sunday as uh, as well. So yeah, looking forward to it. I'll leave a link again in the description if anyone wants to check it out. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure we'll chat about it a little bit later. But Finn, welcome back, mate. Missed the last one, but Thank you. Uh, did you uh, did you listen to the guess of footballer game on the um, on the, the career path on the on the last on the last pod? There was something there did, I reckon you would would have got. Am I right? Was, the, who who was there? Was there, an, there was another Portuguese one in there? Was there? There was someone that I was like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd had a point there. Rodrigo that was Miranda. it. I thought you yeah. would have got that one. To be fair, yeah. was it the Rio Ave? And I was like, yeah, bang. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah, very good podcast. Really enjoyed it. Shame I to miss the yeah the one where it was probably. Going to be the biggest result of the season, but I think you all covered it beautifully. So, yeah, I wasn't missed. <laughs> Wonderful. What have you been up to? Anything? Anything of, of note? Similar to Dave, but more first touch than fitness, because that's what uh, <laughs> that's what I normally lack. So, yeah, just anyone, uh, kicking a ball at a wall or, uh, yeah, getting someone to just fire a, a ball at me. It's what Jem was doing all weekend. Well, on Saturday, no game, but just fire a ball <laughs> at me. Any in reverse. So, uh, <laughs> 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 it's a family no, show. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Heads in the guts already. Jord, mate, how are you, son? I'm all good, thanks. Are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. You've been up to much. Uh, when when's the wedding, by the way? It's soon, isn't it? February. Oh, it's oh, creeping cool. up. Creeping up, yeah, for sure. So, no, it's all good. It's just literally rock up, get married, get pissed. That, that's, that's my plan anyway. So, yeah. Is that, is, that why you, is that why you've been on a bit of a health kick recently? Because of the wedding or? First and foremost. <laughs> I haven't had to work on my first touch like Finn for the Creators Cup. I'm hoping I'll be all right. Um, but no, yeah, trying to uh, trim down a little bit. Doing a lot of spinning at the minute. I've actually booked in for a sports massage on Saturday. Just, you know, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I've got, I've got two, two, two games of football this week. Um, a bit of spinning, a bit of swimming, and a sports massage ready for Sunday. So, Do you enjoy spinning? Love it. Yeah, because I had, I had surgery on my knee, so I can't really road run anymore. So I've got no give. So spinning, spinning, swimming's the best thing for it, to be fair. So there's like no weight on it. So yeah, I actually quite like spin class. I mean, they don't look like Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj at the video. <laughs> my spin class. But, uh... More like Bricky Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more like Peter Kay and Rick Waller. 
<laughs> Which one are you? I've got more surgery starting over him, but I've, I've been to one spin class, Jordan. I was there, I reckon, 30 seconds, and the spin class hadn't even started because I don't know about you, but I couldn't get my ass on a seat. Yeah, and the, that's the only and the, thing is yeah yeah i know you're not almost, meant to like sit down on it but nah, like you do have to you know it does feel like you've like got a dead ass a lot of, like you do get like you know from, from the mm. thing so it's a bit uh yeah get a bit of cushion because yeah. you're meant to like stand up on them aren't you mostly and like but i you basically stand up sit down and like hover and all that sort of stuff so yeah yeah i try it like Every time I like, because obviously when you're cycling, you go a little bit left to right. Like the, hmm. the bike was like lifting off the ground. I thought, I'm going to end up on the floor here. So I um, <laughs> I pretended to like, like hurt my hamstring and like wondered at the studio. <laughs> when I got a Mackie's or something, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it wasn't for me. Dave, you, have you ever been asked for a spin class? No, no, but that probably be the only bike I can ride. I don't do normal bikes, do I? So, oh, God, yeah. 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 <laughs> Any, anything with two wheels. We, we tried to hire some scooters in Belgium. And you know, like the ones you get around Birmingham, like the electric ones mm. you can hire. Like, um, Dave just could not get to grips with it. As soon as he stood on it, he fell off it. He's like, I just can't. Balance is awful. I mean, I mean, like that. I don't that, that can't even be balanced, sir. That's just like, I mean, I'm not the, mo- the best on a bike, but I can push a scooter. <laughs> Then I got yeah, and then I got offered by a cracker to have a race. Remember, so I had to get the back of yours. So I'd yeah, seen yeah. off Titanic. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a pretty ropey. Belgium, by the way, um, Bruges, unbelievable, lovely. Brussels, oh. Dave. <laughs> yeah, no comment. Awful gap. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> shit. <tip. laughs> Absolute shit tip. No wonder Fabio wanted to leave. Fuck you now. Anyway, let's get into it. Wolverhampton Wanderers one. Aston Villa one. Dave, unchanged from the uh, the team that beat Manchester City. What were your thoughts on that initially? I know Jordan had broke on on Twitter. He's he's ITK that uh, mm-hmm. Wolves were going to be unchanged. We weren't sure whether Gary O'Neill was going to tailor the the, the 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 approach based on the opposition like he has. But I suppose you can't really change a winning formula, can you? No, no. I think most people would have been happy with that lineup and that setup unchanged. I think everyone deserved to keep their place after that game against Manchester City. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, two positive results. I know they're both at home, um, but I think this is almost given Gary O'Neill or probably made up his mind in regards to his best 11 and he's, he's, the shape that maybe we can push on with now. Um, obviously, after the international breaks, we have got games against teams you probably... Hopefully we have the upper hand against and can hold more of the ball against. Does he switch back to the back four? I don't know. But at the moment, I'm, I'm more than happy with how, how we're cracking on with this uh, back five system. Yeah, I think it, um, I think it suits us a lot better because you know, at the start of the season, Finn, like, um, Kilman and, and Dawson, a lot of question marks around can they play as a partnership, some mm. pretty... Abhorrent performances, but in that in that five with the inclusion of Totti, I mean Dawson the last couple of games been outstanding. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if only someone maybe flagged it before the start of the season that maybe we'd look better <laughs> in a five. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because what I was just thinking, three out of the four previous seasons we've started in a four with three different managers, well in that time, and they've all tried that four and then reverted. So if we do see that long term sort of switch to a five now, then that's Nuno, Bruno, and uh, and um, Gary O'Neill, that's him. 
um, that have all done similar. So maybe maybe we just built for it. I know that we will slowly try and build out of that. But yeah, we just keep coming back to it. I like Kilman on the right of a three. It's weird. And you see more of those runs forward that he sort of was getting those sort of England shouts for a few years ago. And Totty as well. Yeah, he's what, at two points a game now when he's starting games for Wolves. Uh, Wolves are out. So yeah, it's looking good. That back line, we're looking yeah so much sharper, so much more secure in that three. And, and there's, there's ability on the ball, maybe more from Kilman than, than the other two, but it's definitely there if we need it. There is Kilman makes up for Totti's in just absolute yeah, lack was, of any yeah, kind of technical mm. footballing ability. Yeah, I put like, it politely. I know Dave. <laughs> Dave Dave likes to think that he's got um, a lot of technical technical ability because he did a step over against Villa last season. Respect <laughs> <laughs> Totti, man. No, but he's so bad with the ball at his feet. The certain mm. like. Yeah. He's so unnatural. <laughs> he looks unnatural. I actually feel I don't think he's as bad as people make out. Oh, no, I don't think he's a bad a bad player, but like he, he's very much a head on a stick, and a got strengths yeah. and weaknesses, yeah. Yeah, so we'll that's a nice, nice way of putting it. <laughs> nice way of putting it. George, first half. Uh, well, Villa obviously switched to the to the five slash four because Cash was playing right wing, but I thought the first half, George, was a a little bit sluggish, and maybe maybe Villa were probably the better side. Yeah, maybe. I think <clears throat> I've been waiting to come on the pod rather than tweet about it because I thought I can't articulate what I want to say about what I thought about the game on a tweet without getting pelters. But I, I I thought that before the game, obviously a point's a great result against Villa, or well, a decent result, let's say. Um, you know that you know they're they're a good team at the moment. But I thought that we got it wrong on on the weekend in terms of I thought the tempo was too slow. I thought we played at Villa's pace. I think Villa dictated the game. That they looked a bit leggy after Thursday night, and they just sort of we after after beating Man City the week before, we should have been bouncing. We should have been on the front foot. Even the even the atmosphere should have been a better, I thought, from the start. It just all felt a little bit sluggish and a bit slow for me. And granted, you know what? It's a it's a good point. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm happy with the point, but yeah, I feel like the tempo killed us, and especially that first half. It was. I've seen better games down the park. Like both teams were so bad, it stopped the start. And I know we'll get onto the ref. I don't think the ref helped the tempo of the game either. But it was just a, it was just useless. Let's be honest. But yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with the well. Most of the performance from Wall, from a Wolves point of view, really, I thought the tempo was far too slow, and especially in that first half. I think Gary Neal said as much anyway in his post match. He said that Villa were a little bit passive. I think he used, and I tend to agree. I, I thought they were a little bit one dimensional, if I'm totally honest. Um, but you know, third what are they third third top goal scorers in the league this season. I think only. Only City have picked up more points than Villa or won more games than Villa um, this calendar year day. So I still think, I know George said he wasn't very happy with the performance, but I think compared to where they are and the money that they've spent, and don't get me wrong, we've spent money, but the contrast of each other's windows and the change, I think we I think we more than matched them. And if it wasn't for the red card, potentially could have gone on and won the game because we had a foothold on the game. We had chances to win it as well. I think you know Neto's was a big one where he really has Difficult to get on challenge at that chance. At that, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Sasha had a chance, which he, he sort of scuffed. But yeah, we had opportunities to, to win the game, and I think it it was frustrating that we obviously conceded the our goal, you know, um, so soon after we'd scored the goal. Because I think if we could have sat on that a little bit more, we could have made life very very frustrating uh, for Aston Villa. But yeah, like you said, with the way Emery's got them playing. A little bit frustrated because obviously they would have played on Thursday. So maybe that's why they're stuck with the back five because they might have been a bit leggy. Add that little bit of extra support at the back. 
Um, but I think that's why the game probably was as flat as it was. They were never really going to get out of first gear. I think Diaby as well, who, who wasn't 100% fit, played sort of 50, 60 minutes. So, you could tell yeah, them, couldn't you? I think, yeah, unfortunately, we did play at Villa's pace. Um, but, on you know, in hindsight, I think it was a good point anyway. Yeah, I, I think it was as well. Especially, I missed the um, I missed the last two or three minutes because of how much added time there was, and I didn't have much time. I didn't have any time left on the parking, so I had to leave it like <laughs> <laughs> I had to leave it like ninety ninety nine. So I didn't, I didn't. I, I've heard that Watkins hit the post, didn't he? Um, yeah. But the, yeah, the first the first half wasn't great, Finn. But I felt like the second half it burst. In into life a little bit but the, the whole game had a, had a feeling and I don't know if it was because of the the weather or or whatnot but it, it felt like a an end of season May performance where two teams that weren't weren't really arsed. Yeah it, I think it's probably equal blame on, on both teams and the referee as well it was so stop start it was American football like mm. almost yeah Dribble stop, dribble stop, pass stop. There was just you could get nothing going. Burst into life, probably a bit generous, but yeah, it was definitely more exciting. <laughs> um, I think that day because then I, I went home and watched the the Arsenal City game. I was like, God, what has happened to this beautiful sport? Two absolutely horrendous games for different it's reasons. Crap, um, but yeah, it was yeah, it was um, yeah, much better second half. And then we had that thirty seconds of as, as we were saying about the atmosphere wasn't massive. <laughs> we had that. Uh, 30 seconds, and then it was soon died down again. I think even little things like them swapping halves, I, it, there was a chance for Villa in, must have been what, like the 46th minute. And I went to cheer, like, because I, I just got in my seat, looked around, I thought, oh, we, we're down that end. And it, it nothing felt natural, flowing. And yeah, we I think we'd, I'd take the point and, and get out of there, especially with what happened later on. Yeah, you mentioned about the game being very soft start. I thought, oh, I was getting pissed off with like both yeah. teams because there were so many theatrics. You've got John McGinn going over every every minute. You've got Cunha doing his, his classic of being touched and rolling around on the floor. Juan going over like he's been shot. Just get on with it. Look, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the foul just because you, you're falling over. George, we, uh, you're probably in the same boat as me. It was it was just really irritating me, but from both sides, it was pathetic. Yeah, no, and it's just the tempo, like I say, the tempo completely gone. I mean, there was about four we lost three or four minutes. In the first half, to for a corner to be taken because like Dawson and McGinn just kept wrestling each other, and I don't know why the ref just no. hasn't gone. Like either, either give a penalty or give a free kick the way because I was like, yeah. I can't be arsed with this anymore. Like what's going on? Like the button, the ball's obviously well, blow the whistle, the ball's live, whether whether the corner kick comes in or not, and whoever makes commits a foul, just blow it either way and just be done with it because yeah. it was just like I say, it was so like handbags, and I'll be honest with you, like. I've never really had too much of a problem with John McGinn. Like, like I really haven't. And then I thought the weekend, I thought, yeah. you are such a fucking wanker. Like, <laughs> like just moaning. Just, no, just mo- like moaning about everything. Like, he runs like a shit himself. Like, it's just like, stay on your feet and just get on with the game. Like, but like, it's just, yeah, it was so stop start. And like I say, the less said about Rob Jones are better because I don't want to give him any air time because that's exactly what he wants. When what who did we play last season when Nunes was given a warning South Bank end for for pulling for a penalty that one warning he then carried on and then we conceded a penalty I can't remember who was it, it was for, against was it Forest at Forest at home was it possibly yeah, and then they missed it yeah that could have been but that's all you do he gave like three warnings didn't he on those it's yeah it was just frustrating all round he's a prick Rob Jones he's genuinely he's, he's <laughs> such a bad ref man like he he's the one 
And I saw he was the ref of Palace away this year as well, wasn't he? And it was the same sort of thing. Like the lack of consistency was ridiculous. But he loves around his, like he's got a top. He stuck up his arse. He loves well. too. He, yeah. he loves his whistle too much though. And I saw the amount mm. of people that were bringing up tweets from last year saying, "Saying, oh, Rob, that Rob Jones loves to be centre of attention. It is literally how it is, yeah. and it's frustrating." Yeah. Like, but then to be fair, I learned something there. I don't know if you guys know this. You know. We had it a couple of times where Huang and Neto went off the pitch. See, I always thought the ref just brings them on whenever. They have to have been off the pitch for a minimum of 30 seconds, 30 seconds. before the... I, I genuinely didn't know that. because all the I think that's for head injuries, head. isn't it? I thought it was for I, head I injuries. I don't know if it's just in general, though, but because... Yeah, it's in general, I think. Yeah, yeah, but because uh, this lad in front of me told, and the South out going mad when he wouldn't let Neto back on when there was a delay on the t- corner. <laughs> then he didn't even take it, and then he allowed him to come back on. So that's one thing I learned yes- uh, yesterday. But yeah, he's a, he's a, he's frustrating that Rob Jones he just loves his whistle too much, unfortunately. You raise a good point on the corner though, George, because it was it was going on for like two or three minutes. It's like just let the ball in play, and I was saying like. Let him play, and then if, like you said, if Dawson commits yeah. a foul, give a foul the other way, and if McGinn pulls him down, just give a penalty. Oh, you've warned him, yeah. yeah. Like, what's a because and and it was still going on, and when the ball was in play, wasn't it? So yeah, just shocking. They were having afters as well, Dawson and McGinn. I don't know, obviously, I don't know what they were saying to each other. Um, but yeah, something was said to each, between them both as well. But if he if he like. There's no complaints, I think, by either side. If 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 he blows, it was peeing every all the players yeah. and the fans off more that he just kept letting it ride. So it's like that Nunes one, like we said, we no one went. Oh, I can't believe that's been given. You went, what an idiot! Why has he kept doing that after yeah. being warned? He's it's the like, ref warned so yeah. You've done it again. Penalty, fair enough. Yeah. But when you got the ref going, lads, come on, lads, yeah. let's leave Pretty it. Straight lads, away come as well. on. Fucking hell, Rob, make a decision, you twat. Um, yeah. I had a also like, like, right, lads, come here, stop it. Yeah. Go, that lad's come back again. Like, how, how long are we going to do this for? Yeah. But then I think yeah, Dawson was unlucky because the next, well, not unlucky. He obviously felt Dawson was uh, equally to blame because the next passage of play, Dawson commits a foul and gets booked straight away. Yeah, he was, was a, first foul yeah. he booked him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so he must have felt Dawson was, you know, as bad as McGinn in that. And Dave that Watkins went down. Well, yeah. Watkins went down and had the physios on for that. Never made it. Oh, and they didn't. And he didn't come off. I oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's another rule. Though again, like I knew. I think it changed the start of the season. If someone gets treatment after someone's booked, they can stay on the pitch. So that's a new really? rule this year. Yeah. Oh, so well, there's another new rule. Sorry, Rob. Yeah. You were bang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So if the person who commits the fact, yeah, if you get treatment after being, if the, someone's been cautioned, you can stay on the pitch. Oh, oh there you go. Really? Mm-hmm. New this year. Oh, I don't think he actually got treatment. The physios come on, but they didn't treat him. They didn't so touch him. The or treat him. They just come on. Well, yeah. Really I know. had a proper like. I'd say Alan Partridge type moment. I'm like, because it was like four warnings, weren't there, with the Dawson McGinn thing? And it was, yeah. you'd have all ripped me, like, if you'd have heard. Because someone went around and went, four warnings, ref. And then I went, like, what is this? And then my brain was like, what's something where you get loads of warnings? I went, what is this? A driving test? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. And I, just, I know everyone, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, everyone. Who's this bloke here? Terrible. Oh, what is a bl- bloody driving test. Yeah. What, what is it, ref? Golly, ref. How many minors? <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, bless you, Finn. That's a proper corporate shout, that is. Ruddy hell, referee. <laughs> Robert Jones. That's amazing. Get him, get him off the... 
Disgusting. Can I pay as a going cold? But tell you one player who we can finally say is back to his best is is Pedro Neto. Um, to be, the, the goal itself was was a great transition. It was nice to see Huang start the move off and finish it. But Jord Neto down that down that right hand side. We all said it didn't didn't really work, but you can see how much confidence he's got that he's happy to go either side. And the, for the first time, he got at Pau Torres. He roasted him and Wang attacking the front post. It's like beyond our wildest dreams. This that we've got two yeah. forwards on form. Absolutely, and I think, I mean, yeah, we, I think what the big change with Neto seems to be he's got confidence in his pace again and his ability to be able to run the line. Because when he kept, like last season, large parts of last season, he kept coming inside and we both said he's not very, you know, not cute enough to play that sort of inverted winger and 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 penetrate the back line that way. But now he just seems to have got loads of confidence back in his fitness. You can tell he's fully fit. He's just flying and he just stands defenders up and he just goes. And it's very reminiscent to like what Matt Jarvis used to do. But I think he's a bit better technically than Matt Jarvis, where it's just like, I'm going to slow you down and I know I'm going to blitz you on the outside. I'm just going to slow you down and I'm going to go. They trust his pace to get past, and like it was reminiscent of the the well the Diaz own goal the week before, like right down mm. the right wing, cuts across the defender, puts the ball in the box, and like say Huang was there, and he's just on he's just on fire at the moment, the boy. So yeah, no complaints from me. Um, it was a very well worked goal. Again, in transition, broke with pace, and that's where we're at our best, and that's how we have been at our best since we come back to the Premier League. So. You know, it's a very, very typical Wolves goal, but that's a blueprint. Keep him coming. I'm all for it. Dave Emery said in his post-match press conference that Wolves are very difficult to stop in that transition. Uh, it's almost like a how would you how would you describe it? Like counter press, isn't it? Whereas like you give the ball away, they get the ball, and then you and run get it back off them. And we score quite a few goals from that, but. The, the the work from Cunha in, 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 in that build-up as well shouldn't go on, though. I know some fans are saying, mm, perhaps we should be playing Kaleidosic or Fabio Silva, not so much Silva. But I didn't think Cunha was at his best at the weekend, but he did well in, in, in the build-up too. But it's uh, it's just a bit of an intelligent play from Huang as well to actually get across his man. Mate, and again, I think, was there a little touch, I think, by one of the defenders, which sort of just about touched it into the into Huang's path? But the work from Neto, again, is just phenomenal, man. They're like, different player at the moment. And it's like we've known since he joined the club, really, he's got that quality and that capability. I think he's believed in himself as well since day one. I think when someone said, like, what do you want to do? He says, I want to become the best footballer in the world. Like, he, you know, he knows he's a good footballer. And it's just about him being able to stay fit and... He's all of a sudden gone from someone that you probably would have, you know, maybe like a 25, 30 million pound player in the summer to someone who genuinely by the end of the season could be worth 60, 70, 80 plus million. Um, he's just got to keep doing what he's doing. The game plan, at, well, I say the game plan, but one of our strengths at the moment, him on the right as well, by the way, which again, I would, wouldn't have believed, but the last two weeks, his runs and the creativity for the goals have both been very, very similar. But like you said, Villa... And City were the same. They sort of have a lot of the ball, get the defence high up, and then bang. He's so, so difficult to take the ball off when he's at full pace. Such a strong runner as well. Yeah, Pau Torres spun him. And uh, yeah, then Huang, right place, right time. And already now matching our top goal scorer from last season, which is uh, phenomenal how, how our fortunes have changed in front of goal. Obviously, it could still be a lot better, but much better to go to games. And it's only been United away we haven't scored in. 
but much better to go to games and know we've actually got an opportunity to, to put the ball in the back of the net. It looks comfortable going each either side now as well, Neto, whereas before it was pretty one-dimensional. But even even when he's coming in on the right-hand side and, and cutting inside, he's still he's still beating his man, which when they're tele, when they're expecting that, he's still managing to do it. He did it to concert a couple of times as well. Mm. So really, really impressed. But fortunately, um took two minutes for Villa to to score the equaliser Finn. We'll switch off, maybe. Yeah, I also switched off, so I might not be the best person to talk to because I was um I was in a group chat with one of my mates who had just wildcarded on FPL and put two Villa defenders in. And the day before I'd said, Oh, don't worry, Huang's gonna wipe that out. Um and then I was straight away trying to find that message to send back, looked up and they'd scored. So I haven't actually watched it back. So if anyone else wants to describe it. Um <laughs> but it was Pau Torres, wasn't it? Yeah, George. <laughs> yeah, switched off, didn't they? I think um I mean David know this is a football manager veteran. You're always at your most vulnerable when you go one nil up and you can score a goal. So you know, I think it was just a bit of a nothing it was a nothing free kick, wasn't it? And it's dropped to Watkins and he's it was just yeah, it's it's a shit goal to concede. I can't lie. I watched it back earlier. Um yeah, it's it's avoidable. Um but these things happen, you know. I think it's hard to pinpoint blame anyone. I just think collectively probably switched off a bit, relaxed maybe too much. Um, I mean, all four stands of the, sta- um, of the ground were sting- stinging shit on the villa and then it went deathly silent as soon as the ball <laughs> yeah, was back no, to the net. Well. Quite, <laughs> just like, oh, fuck. Um, and um, yeah, it's one of, like I say, it's definitely avoidable. I don't think they'll be looking at it very fondly or, or back on the, on, on the training ground today when they're looking at it and reviewing the game back. But yeah, just got a bit sharper, a bit cuter. Yeah, I thought Joe Gomez struggled in this game. Felt like he was chasing shadows a little bit. Um, but when Bubakar Traore came on, I know he... Uh, who did he come on for? Did he come on for Gomez? Or did he come on for Gomez? I thought he was excellent again. And I remember having a conversation with you, Dave, at the start of the season, when we said, like, it doesn't look like Lopetegui fancies him. And when, he's, he, when he had his chance, he looked pretty poor. But Perhaps you can put that down to to fitness because the last two or three games he's he's he's, he's looked a, a really bright player again. Yeah, I, th- I think he might get the start uh, at Bournemouth as well. Possibly he will. Um, we will only mean he has to really. Yeah, unless he puts Belgard in. But if if we stick him in the back five, let's say nine or two. Yeah, but it, yeah. So um, I don't know. I think yeah, yeah. I think he'll come in Bubakar, and yeah, yeah, he has been impressive. I think. The thing is with him, I think his turn of pace for such a big man it is good sometimes. I always remember back before the World Cup, that Arsenal game at home where we were unlucky. Um, you know, Guedes probably should have had that penalty. I thought he was fantastic in that game. Some of the him driving forward with the ball and passing it out, he was good. So he, he, I think, yeah, again, he's been another player, unfortunately, with injuries, but a, a running the team and, and who knows. I think it could be a very decent replacement for Lamina for the next game. He remind his 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 pressing style when the players got the, the ball, especially with like their the back to goal. He remind he's almost like he's bungee cabled to like one of the stands. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah. And then like they they pull him back as soon as a player receives a ball, and as a player takes a touch, he's like boom, straight at him. Like <laughs> which I think maybe I don't know, maybe a little bit too aggressive sometimes and may get yeah, caught I, out. I, I but yeah. he doesn't have like inject a bit of energy into the game. Yeah, I, I think that with him, I think, again, he'll probably be like Lamina, where he'll get a lot of cheap bookings, unfortunately. Um, 
Well, it'd be interesting. I think I'd be really intrigued to see how he gets on, assuming he starts at Bournemouth. Um, next to Gomez, probably. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on. But a big chance for him because you, who knows? You know, unfortunately, in cases like this, when you had in injuries and you struggled to get into the team, you almost need another player to get injured or suspended before you can have your chance. So this is his chance now, probably away at Bournemouth. So it's up to him if he wants to take it or not. Yeah, well... Tomato is now suspended for Bournemouth because he picked up a yellow card after the final whistle at Man City and then got booked again at the weekend. So he'll be missing. Although the Premier League website still hasn't reflected. Has, that have they him. put that forward? Like who have they? Liam Keane confirmed it with though? the club. Yeah, with the club. Yeah, the club. Right, okay. If the league apparently... should we just try it? Just sneak him on. Well, I was saying do. to Matt before we started. Well, we looked at the, the website. Pre- yeah. the, Premier League, <laughs> the Premier League website. It's got a list of who's banned for the next game week. Lamina's on there and Tomato isn't. So, I, I yeah. the city one was after the game, wasn't it? But apparently, that to wait till like after the weekend for the referee to put his like match sheet in. So, surely that would have been in by now. I don't know. I suppose if he's confirmed with the club, though, I don't know. Yeah, second booking for Lamina, though, which means he will miss the Bournemouth game. Do you think it was warranted, lads, or do you think it was a, a little bit soft? To be honest, I think he was asking for it all game, he was just clattering. People. I think I think so that particular tackles, inst- but with the role the yeah. role that yeah I think that particular one the role that them two are in it's gonna happen yeah mm. yeah. I thought, yeah I thought yeah I thought that one was soft but I don't know I think Paul Torres was looking for it but he knew as soon as they both had a hold of each other but I think unfortunately yeah. for Lamina yeah I would have been disappointed if if a Villa player didn't get booked for that to be fair especially when you're on the break mm. yeah but. They need to keep a lead on this a little bit, though, because there's been, like, since this season and in, in, uh, last season, they've had, like, eight and nine red cards. Some are a little bit soft, but they've got to keep a lead on it because to control your aggression, uh, like I said, some of them have been soft, but some of them are just 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 pure petulance, really. But we're clinging on at the end, George. Um, I know that Gary, uh, Gary O'Neill said that he thought Wolves were the better side and stuff, but... I think on another day with that sending off, Wolves potentially could have could have lost that game, and that would have been an absolute sucker punch in that fashion. Yeah, it would have been, but I just think Villa just don't beat us at Molyneux, do they? Let's be honest. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I, I think they could they could have you know they could be champions elect, but they, I don't think they'll beat us at the minute. We seem to have some weird, weird voodoo on them, but yeah, look, we've got away with it. Obviously, Watkins hit the post late on, um, and. Yeah, like you say, on another day, it could come back and bite you on the arse going down to 10 men. But again, I think Rob Jones is looking to send someone off full game as well, to be honest with you. I'm surprised it took till that long or that late into the game for that to happen because his addition at cards waiting for it, I thought. Yeah. The, the, the Ollie Watkins chance should have never have happened, though, by the way, because Rob Jones no, no. was about to blow his whistle as they, like, they had a thrown or something. And because they passed it forward, he stopped. He took the whistle out of his mouth, and then the ball went. And I think that's why Gary and he was so peed off at the end as well. Hmm. He did it in I the game that as well. That happened a few times where he, uh, a, a clear foul had been given to either side, and he put his whistle in his mouth, and then he'd take it out. Yeah, he did so, it. What's all I that think about? made a challenge on the halfway line, and he was about to blow, and everyone was like, he clearly won the ball. He was about to blow, and everyone was going nuts in like in the Billy Wright and whatever. And then he was like, I'll just I'll give it a throw in. It's like in the fourth position yeah. was said, like he's completely won the ball. Because he was like this. And he was like, mm. he had the whistle in his mouth and he was like this. 
what we're doing, just you know, giving a throw in. He like, did that with the villa. There was a stop when there was a stoppage in play, the villa fans were chanting some name and he was laughing about it. So I think he could, you know, he does that, but like the, the one that I think probably wound a few people up was when Fabio tried to win the ball and I, I think the he clipped the defender and went round. But that went out for a throw in, didn't it? I think. So it would have been very interesting to see if he had because I, I think the ball curled and came back into play. It would have been interesting yeah. to see if he did give that as a throw in. But then obviously, Matt, I don't know if we were going to talk the other two sort of questionable or the big talking points of both penalty shouts, which personally I think Neither. both would have been very soft. Neither yeah. a penalty. Yeah. I can't believe that the Neto one, and again, I don't, have a part, I don't know who the guy is, like someone on Twitter, the Wolves fan said, it's a Stonewall penalty, it's this and that. It's got so many interactions. And like people He's going to read the tweet. I'm like, yeah, but people, are, but people are actually agreeing with it. I thought, come on, like it's football, like it ain't a penalty. It's never well, been put, a penalty I, in a million I, years. I put a tweet out about saying how pathetic the game was. We like players rolling round, and it was like full of mention saying, "Hey, it was Villa, it was John McGinn." I'm like, take your like golden black tinted glasses off for a second. Are we just as bad as each other? I think uh, with both penalties, though, if the referee on the pitch did give them, I don't think Villa would return them. them. No, no, and that's that's as it's Robert Jones. I'm surprised he didn't give both. To be fair, <laughs> neither, neither, <laughs> neither, neither are soft. Neither, neither, uh, but sorry, both are soft. Neither both are soft, uh, referee writing out of 10 lads. <laughs> <laughs> to be I'll did give, not, it, sorry, George, you go. Sorry, I'll give him a two out of 10. I think, I think the I, I feel like I say it every week officiating in the Premier League is fucking awful. And you've got that Twitter account, that ref support watch going, Oh, well, what, why do you think? Why do you think we're awful? All the criticism we get, well, yeah, because you fucking wank. <laughs> <laughs> awful like really bad like, re- okay sorry let me take this out you're really really incompetent really really bad really bad like, one of awful. one one of the um, points that they always make is well how many bad performances from players have, have cost them a game it's like quite a lot but you'll still yeah. see me laying into a player for being shit so yeah. why it, just because the referees made a doesn't I mean you can't criticise them it's bollocks Finn, writing out of 10. I don't think we've got over a six this season. No, yeah, and he's not getting anywhere near. I, I was thinking three. He just, he screamed, especially on a lot of the ones where he was blowing up for ones where, I remember there was one down at the North Bank where Esri Conta was trying to like shepherd one out and they just hit the deck to get the easy um, mm. free kick to play out. He just screamed one of those refs that's come through the system quite early. He swallowed a rule book and didn't have any sort of in-game intelligence. Right, he's tried to buy that. This is, that stuff, just one of those and if that's the best that we've got, then it's quite worrying. So, yeah, three out of ten. Dave? Three, but then because he's a cock, I'll give him a two. Yeah, fair <laughs> I'll give him a three just because he, he didn't get, he didn't make any bad, big, bad decisions like the penalties. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Sasha, though, when he came on, before we go on to uh, the next segment, I thought Sasha did really well when he came on. That left footed hey. cross for Neto on his, on his week, I thought. Weaker foot. Ridiculous. And then he played that ball. Played a great through ball to Fernetto as well, I think. Someone someone had had, had tweeted on a on a thread on Twitter saying that he didn't look arsed when he came on. I thought I thought the opposite to be fair. So yeah. His first touch is like Velcro. It's ridiculous. Yeah, very good. I'm expecting a few thin on on Sunday. <laughs> no, I, even though I know we've said like Cunha was doing a lot of stuff that goes unnoticed, I think 
I'd watched a video when Mings had got injured early for Villa in the season and there was a Villa fan had made a video, I think, on Tifo saying, and he got up all the stats and Pau Torres, Consa, not as much Diego Carlos, but they're all in like literally, if you look on their FB ref or whatever, very low percentiles for aerial duels one. So I thought, right, if Kalazic can have a go, but yeah, everything was with his feet and he, he looked really good. It's the classic. Surprised at that though, because they're all monsters, isn't it? No, no, Pau Torres is the mm. streak of peace, but like Consa and Carlos <laughs> could probably run, probably run the door down Broad Street if they really wanted to. Um, but yeah, we, we've no game next week, international break. Uh, England playing on the Friday and Wolves play Bournemouth the weekend after. I thought with us being um, a fifth of the way through the season, uh, 20, 21% through the way of the season, if we're going to be um, precise. Um, eight games played, eight points. Projected finish on 38 points, which have been 16th place last, last season, which would have been uh, Nottingham Forest. I just thought we'd... Uh, Try and review and give our thoughts on the on the season so far. I've tried to break it down into a, a few talking points so we can expand on those. But let's start with results, Dave. Have have we got the results under Gary O'Neill that we anticipated? Uh, with with all things considering, with the obviously the, the shit hand we were dealt with and the actual the actual fixtures. Are you, are you I, I think points per game. It's probably where. W- I would have taken at the start of the season, considering the circumstances. I think, obviously, I, I sort of mentioned it last week. If you shuffle a couple, a couple of the results around, i.e. the Palace game and the City game, for argument's sake, um, or if you say, yeah, we drew at Selhurst Park, but we won at Luton or whatever, I think points per game is probably about where we would be. Performances have been up and down. I think there have been some very good moments in, in games, i.e. Liverpool uh, at home in the first half, but then there's been some low points, i.e. Liverpool at home in the, in the second, second half. half. <laughs> I think, yeah, um, Life comes at United, you fast, Wolves. <laughs> yeah, United, United was frustrated because I felt we were on top and should have needed to put some chances away. Um, I think if we replayed that game now, that United game, we would we would probably do them um, with how, how well, well we are in front of goal all of a sudden. But I'm satisfied at the moment. Obviously, there's still a lot of work to do. But it's not as doom like if we we're having this conversation two weeks ago, I think it would have been very doom and gloom. George, do you echo those thoughts? Yeah, I do. I think um it's hard to even have a go at Gary O'Neill at this point, to be fair. I said that before the ball was kicked. I think Fosen it's down to Fosen with a club is where it is and lack of preparation, lack of transfers, all that sort of stuff. And Gary O'Neill's coming to a very much poison chalice with what was going on. Um I think his in-game management could improve, for sure. Um, but there's been good moments in what, what we've done and what we've seen so far, and there's certainly enough to build on. I feel like he might have fallen on this back five, but I feel far more comfortable watching this in a back five compared to us getting dragged, like, you know, Dawson and Kilman getting spun, like, 40 yards away from our goal. Um, it's, it's a much better system for what we're looking to do at the moment. So Let's not talk about systems too much. That's quite yeah, uh, six uh, results if you can. Uh, Shut sorry, your fucking mouth, Jordan. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, look, I think, I think um, the Paris away game was quite disappointing. Um, Luton was as well, but I think with the results, I say we are where we are. I saw a tweet today. We're the we've had the third hardest start of the season of any Premier League yeah. team as well. So you know they will turn at some point. Um, so yeah, look, third, I think third probably... most difficult start in the league, I think. Well, statistically, yeah. sorry, I thought you said, I thought, 
I thought, I thought you said first. First. Oh, first. Third. Third. Oh, yeah, look, there, um, fucking mumbling then. No, but like, if you look at like the fixtures, we've actually had like the third most difficult start to the season. So yeah, far. I was just about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me guess, Finn. <laughs> No, well, I, I was looking at the table earlier. <laughs> the table earlier, we've played third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. I think Everton, Luton, sixteenth, seventeenth. So you've had those two extremes, and the only real, only real middle guy was uh, Palace. Um, so I think altogether that was the third most. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I think uh-huh, you know uh-huh, those mid-table uh-huh. teams, and, uh, and I think yeah, we'll have a bit, a bit more accurate. But half of those points have come from City and Villa <laughs> in recent weeks, so it has put a bit of a shine on things because it, yeah, it was a bit doom and gloom as Dave said, but. Yeah, I think it can be satisfied largely. Yeah, and like, like I said, Villa are the third high scorers in the league, which is the this, the same position that we've had in terms of fixture difficulties this season. <laughs> yeah. We actually had the third most difficult fixture. So, what was that one, Matt? In uh, in Belgium, that Burnley one that I cocked. Oh, up. only <laughs> only, only oh, something about only Burnley have scored less. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, only Burnley have done more Burnleys than Burnley. Yeah, that was it. Burnley, Burnley, last Burnley, Burnley. So next, next little talking point is performances. Jord, have you seen enough from this Wolverhampton Wanderers side to be happy with it? On the whole, yeah. Um, How about in the, the hole? Two fixtures in the hole. <laughs> no, I think the last two. I think the last two performances again. Like I say, I think he might have fallen a little bit fortunate with suspensions, injuries, etc. That we reverted to a five, but I think this is here to stay now. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with it. I feel we 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 all know we need we need a, we need some more players, especially if we're starting to play back five consistently. We're going to need more centre arse because we've sold every fucker in the last two windows who could play there. So. We need yeah. some more. Um, and Santi Breno, bless him, gave me kittens at Ipswich, so I wouldn't want to see him in the lineup anytime soon. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's something to build on for sure. I think, I think we'll be fine. Mm. Talk about players not getting a look in. I saw Pablo Sarab, yes, uh, get up and start to get warm against Phil. I was all, where's he getting? Has he left something in the car or something? <laughs> <laughs> He's proper fallen off, hasn't he? He'll be gone in January. Yeah, it's He'll mad, really. Mad. Finn? Performances on the whole, are you, are you happy with what you've seen? Yeah, there's there's definite strong points, isn't there? I think, like Emery said, you've got the, the the transition. Certainly, one of the strong points. I think I'd want to see a few more games against a team that would just sit in. I know there's not going to be many that are going to look at Wolves and say, right, we're going to have to sit in here. But haven't I don't know how we maybe unlock something like that. But as I say, we haven't really come up against much like that. I don't know what you would even say we struggled against that Luton were doing, apart from us hoofing it to a little Brazilian against three big centre up. Like there was. There's, there's areas that I'm not yet to be convinced, yet to even see um, with, with this different team. So, largely, we've got strong points. As always, teams start to figure teams out, don't they? You see, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think positively. Let's 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 go with the positives for now. We've definitely got strong points and we're using them well at the moment. So, yeah, I've seen enough. Dave, are you happy with performances that you've seen? Could be better in some instances, like I mentioned earlier, but, you know, in terms of quality of performance in certain games, like, you know, the City game, for argument's sake, it was almost the perfect performance against such a strong yeah. team. Um, United game in terms of performance was okay, just didn't put the ball in the back of the net. So, again, uh, if, if I had to describe it in three words, I would, in the words of Finn Morris, I'd say roller coaster. Roller coaster. Really, in, in terms <laughs> of the, the level of performances have just been up and down. That was uh, Talking Walls. 
transfer window podcast from like three seasons ago. Yeah. Wasn't it? <laughs> For those who OGs who, who remember that, and yeah. one that ties into performances, Dave, is the quality of football. Um, and I just find it absolutely mental that if I'd have probably done this after the Ipswich game, it would have been it would have been polar opposites. Uh, it's a wonderful what a win and a a scruffy draw against a local rivals can do for confidence. But quality of football, um, do you think it's improved as to what we saw uh, last season? And can you can you see can you can you see what O'Neill's trying to do? I think so. I think in terms of action, sometimes you watch games last season, and a lot of Pategi got a couple of great wins at home. The football was awful, but, but yeah. But at times you were like, how how are we going to go into this weekend and score a goal? <laughs> but like, if you actually look at some of the no, if you look at some of the patterns of play that we're creating, and I know all of our goals seem pretty similar, but there's obviously a plan. Gary O'Neill's thought, right? That Pedro Neto is a bit good, right? Juanqui Chan knows how to put the ball in the back of the net if, if he's in the box, and that's what what's happening. So it's just, well, it sounds common sense, but you still got to put the work on the training ground to make sure it happens, and it seems to be working. It really does. He's he's, he's actually finding. He's actually finding the strengths of certain players and using them rather than Bruno Large and Eulen Lopetegui shoehorning a central midfielder to be a right winger. Mm. You say that about like all the goals looking the same, but but over the years, cities have it's either been across from De Bruyne and that right hand channel, or it's been. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining. It's about been it, it's yeah. been the cut back into onto the edge of the box yeah. where they've they've managed to go in field and go go back out. So. I don't, I don't mind that. And if teams do double up on Neto, then it frees up some space in the, in the middle of the park. But mm. uh, Finn, quality of football, do you think it's, do you think it's improved? And can you see what ga, see what gas ball truly means? <laughs> yeah, well, it's had, it's had a few forms already, hasn't it? I think, yeah, the the results last season. I even saw a graphic recently. Lopetegui's home form. I think we we lost two and won all the rest, didn't we? But they were all one nil. Um, so it wasn't hard to to improve the the standard. I'd echo what Dave said. It it yeah, it was really poor. And then you have a few of those sort of like that Brighton thrashing, and there was a couple more we got head handed to us, wasn't there? But um, yeah, it's it's improved, but it's not blown me away. It, it hasn't had to do much to improve really. Um, and I think he's now, as you say, he's now nailing right. Okay, we're better in a five. If we're becoming a counter attacking team, it's almost. He's not going to be a, a Nuno 2.0, but it, it, it's similar to that at the moment, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, not blowing me away, but definitely better, but also didn't have to do much to do that. No. Jord? I think the last two weeks, although we've had two positive results, I think pragmatic is where it is at the moment. That's probably where it's going to be for this next set of eight games. We'll be pragmatic. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that if, you, if you're winning football games. Um I don't think we're going to be like off our seats thinking this is like Brazil from 98 World Cup or anything. But again, like it's about winning football games and playing to your strengths. And these are our strengths. Our midfield, like the midfielders we've got, they do a great job at harassing, breaking play up, shuttling, but they're not going to ever dominate games on with possession and spray 50, 60 yard passes. Mm-hmm. Those days aren't here at the moment, don't know, never. So. You've just got to play with two strengths and I think it's pragmatic as it is at the moment. I think when we have this conversation, what, come around sort of the next international break, we'll be saying they get the same. It's pragmatic, but if you're picking up points, it doesn't matter. It's almost like it's not gonna we're not gonna celebrate team goals. It's gonna be like stick like stay God, stay compact at the back, and then it's gonna be individual brilliance. Almost like like at the weekend you go, Wow, oh, has Neto done that? It's basically right, 
we'll deal with the back end. And I think every every goal, we're not going to go, wow, look at that 20 pass move. It's going to be, wow, how's Neto done that? And why is he going in January? So, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I mean, even the City, it was like, right, we'll have all these men behind the ball, but the front three, right, you you go and do what you need go to do. do. And yeah. That's what, I know it, don't mind it. Fans won't want to hear it. That's, that's, that's what the smaller team, like the smaller teams do. And that, at the minute, that's where we are in the food chain, I would say in the league. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's that Luton, that's how we were gonna have to play it, with 10 men. So like, right, yeah. one of you lot need to come up with a piece of brilliance. And I think, like I said, Jao, at the time, Jao Gomez's pass was great. But now yeah. like, pff, I don't know how he still to this day how he did what he did, the pace. <laughs> Cutting back inside and just smashing it into the back of the net. Like, that's what we need. We just need that ruthlessness. And, and thankfully, we're starting to see that from this team. Wonderful stuff. Next one individual performances. And I think this is um, one where we're probably most in agreement on is, is O'Neill getting the best out of the players? Are there anyone that you think is excelling? Um, but then also, in the same breath, do you think there's any particular players that are underperforming, Dave? Um, I think obviously we've seen a very similar eleven, you know, throughout you know Gary O'Neill coming in. Really, obviously, been certain changes. Sarabia is one that I'm disappointed with. You know, mm. I sort of put the first six months at the club down to sort of move to a new country and you know bringing in mm. you know he he had two new uh, twins. Um, so I sort of put it down to that, but he's just not kicked on at all. And again, I don't think necessarily the especially this current system probably doesn't suit him. Um, and his best game in the Wolves shirt's been against the League One team, and I think unfortunately that says it all with with Sarabia. Really, um, I don't think that's down to O'Neill though, because we saw him struggle under Lopetegui as well. But I think going forward, definitely O'Neill's getting the best out of these players. Neto, Huang, they're both by the end of the season. I'm very confident they're going to be putting up numbers that they've never done before in their Wolves career, um, which is you know which is great. So. You know, there's still a little bit of work I think to do with the defensive players and the and the you know in, in general the centre backs, the wing backs because yes, the last couple of weeks have been okay, but before switching to a back five, they weren't brilliant. I think Kilman played really well again yesterday. Um, so I think yeah, there've been more more positives than negatives though for for me with Gary O'Neill's you know individual performance and player management so far. George, individual brilliance. Individual not so brilliant. Who's who, who's caught the eye for you? Well, Neto's obviously the one, isn't it? And Neto and Wang, like I say, I mean, Neto's looked like he he was in that in that lockdown season, providing fantastic moments. Got confidence, like I say, in his in his ability to beat people with his pace. Um, and Wang's, you know, he's putting up great numbers. Um, He's on course probably to get what twenty goals in the Premier League, which is silly. I'm not saying he'll keep up that pace, but it, it's ridiculous that a Wolves player could get to those sort of numbers. Um, yeah, look, I, I think like there's still players that you want to probably see more. I know people want to see more out of Cunha, for example, for the price tag, and I mean people still still say they want more out of Samada from an attacking output, which I think is a little bit unfair, but. I mean, I know he's offside, but you saw with that chance he had yesterday, it was, he, cut, he brought it on his left foot and he just thought, this, I knew exactly what he was going to do. He was going oh, to knob it. Knob it never, hard, you know? He never, he never, <laughs> looked, never looked confident at all. No, and I do get that look, like, you know, I do get that, but I think defensively he's been superb this season for us. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think I think we're about where we are, and I feel you know pre pre the start, the pre a ball being kicked, I thought we'd come sixteenth. I think I said like I think we know where we are. It's not going to be the best of seasons, but you know it's not it's not it's not too bad at the moment. Uh, individual performances, mate. Any any comment? Um, I don't know if you'd said in the last thirty seconds where I was gone, but I think eight nor we mentioned about and... being third difficult. Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, eight Norrie's much better on a pitch for us than out on loan. That that seemed like his sort of Wolves career was over. I think he's been pretty solid. Had the beating of Matty Cash until he tried to concuss him. Um, I think Semedo, you, you, as it's always been with Wolves, um, it's been inconsistent, but maybe more Good positives than negatives in it. Yeah, in a usual season. Um, yeah, it's getting the best out of, as we said, the the individual sort of strengths that the players have got. I like Kilman in the right of a back three, which is strange for a left foot centre back. But yeah, there's, the players are improving. The individual, yeah, sorry, the collective is improving. So yeah, quite happy. So reactionary though, isn't it? What um, I'm saying, I'd, I'd have been fuming a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, just as a collective, boys, what what are your thoughts on the the players' comments on the manager too? Because it's been obviously the club, of, the players, and the club have gone for a bit of adversity at the start of the season. Performances are pretty crap, but. Do you think that the players have been towing the line in the media? Or do you, do you think that they actually seem bought in? Kilman, because uh, you, you can tell sometimes, can't you, when players are like, you know, we you know we back the manager, training's great. But I, I don't know. It feels like there's a bit of a siege mentality. I mean, Jose, saw, I don't know if it's lost in translation, said, like, we need to die for Gary O'Neill. Kilman has <laughs> talked, talked about, probably he's lost in translation. Um, Kilman has talked about how how great he's been since he's come in and uh, so have a few other, other players. So, do you, do you think that the players are bought into what he's trying to do? Obviously, the results help and I think that City performance will will get them more bought in, but I don't, I don't know, it's hard. I, I suppose we'll never know. Obviously, there have been some instances where reportedly players like Kalajic rejected handshakes and stuff from him. So, you know, stuff like that means oh, is there a bit of friction there? Um, but you are right. There's a lot of media hype around him in regards to the players, but also Matt Hobbs raves about him as well, doesn't he? You know, we've seen a couple of, mm. um, you know, Matt Hobbs was on Five Live last Monday. Uh, he did the Wolves podcast as well this week, and he didn't he didn't show up about Gary O'Neill. So, and I suppose he's got to because this is his man. You know, his man, isn't Matt it? Hobbs. Yeah, man, this is man. his man. So he's got to. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I suppose you'd rather do that than say nothing or slag him off, which obviously isn't going to happen anyway. But um, yeah, by the way, I've just very quickly seen Sky Sports talk about the Ollie Watkins penalty incident and um, Matt Doherty's quoted and said, never. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, so, uh, I, I think it could, I think in terms of backing O'Neill and stuff like well, well, first of all, they've got to because they've got no choice if they want to play on a Saturday yeah. to back him to some extent. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like he's got a bit of a band of brothers behind mm. him now. Gary O'Neill, he's got Sean Derry, he's got um, Neil Cutler, isn't it? The goalkeeper, like, like you know what they're all going to be like? They're going to be good lads, aren't they? And like Derry's going to be—he was a shit house as a footballer, and I quite liked him pushing Emery on Sunday as well, like. <laughs> and O'Neill, like that, you know, they're just gonna they're just gonna be good around the place, and they're gonna probably be geeing them up and getting them fired up and whatever. And that might be where Jose Sars lost in translation quote. If generally might want to die for Gary O'Neill, you never know. Um, that might just what it is, just pure motivation and 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 that side of things. Because 
I think Gary O'Neill was a, a, a club captain during his time, and so was Sean Derry. So there might just be good blokes to have around the place. Mm-hmm. No yeah, doubt, if he gets sacked within two or three days, journalists are reporting he'd lost the dressing room, training was shit, he was grumpy <laughs> around the place. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Um, but conscious of time, so I'm just going to go on to the um, ask you for a score out of 10 so far from the start of the season, Finn. I think it screams a, a seven. Fucking hell, really? I wouldn't, I wouldn't give that. But no, in the situation, four days before the start of the season, I'd go, oh my god, yeah. I think if you'd have said, yeah, we'd have a point a game. Yeah, I think yeah, seven, six, seven. I'll stick seven. Jord, I'll give him a six and a half. I think it's just about par for where it needs to be at the moment. Dave, yeah, I, I, I would have said six and a half to be fair as well. I'd probably give it a five and a half, to be honest. Oh, of course. Stickler mm. for the rules. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I just think, like, the last two games have been all right, but before then, we're, we're, a lot of us calling through his head. So yeah, I'm, I'm not saying four. I was. It had um, been a four two weeks ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd say a six. I'd say a six. Wonderful stuff. Questions time. Um, thanks to those who sent in. Some questions via Talking Wolves Twitter. So James has asked, what could and should the leadership team do to improve our disciplinary record? We have a lot of yellow and red cards. <laughs> the leadership team, man. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't I think, especially now, another international break, another time to sort of like, you know, sit down for a couple of weeks, sort things out. It's obvious how strict the referee is going to be now with time wasting or kicking the ball away. So stuff like that needs to cut out. And I know it's the heat of the moment stuff, but everything else really, I think, is just can be avoidable. The bell guard red card, I think, was unfortunate but by the letter of the law. Yes, it's a red card. Lamina, I think him and Jao Gomez just in their role in general. That That's going to bring that- bookings. You know, football manager line, Dave, in the press conferences where it's like, yeah. ah, in that role, I accept they're going to get bookings whenever yeah, they get yeah, suspended. Yeah. It's literally that, so isn't it? Two yellow cards in the first 10 games, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> this is down to the roles that they're playing. Yeah, so I, I think that's I think that's what it is. Um, with a couple of red cards, I think stuff on the touchline hopefully will calm down a bit. I think it has in general. I know Emery and O'Neill had that spat, but Lopetegui was just like ridiculous last season. And over the first two or three times, like, yeah, fucking passion, fucking love that. <laughs> and then by the end of the season, you're like, all right, Lop, you're taking the piss now. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I think things like that have calmed down a little bit and it's just the general, I think it's as fans, we're getting used to it, how, how strict uh, the, the referees are being as well. Next question is from Amar's Music Show. Another question for Amar that's answered. Yeah, right. uh, bit of a favourite, really. Yeah. Uh, last season, few would have predicted that the likes of Huang and Neto would have gone on to find excellent form in terms of goals and assists that they have so far this season. But what I want to ask you guys is, who in our squad do you think is next to get their goal scoring and assisting boot time? Bloody hell. Let's just, just calm down. We scored a couple of goals. We scored a couple of goals. Let's just calm down. But Dave, who's next to uh, get amongst the goals? Mateus Cunha. Oh. Mateus Cunha, mate. Oh, you've really sucked your neck out there, ain't you? Yeah, he's got it. Well, I ain't going to say flipping Jose Sar, am I? Yeah. yeah. Gotta be Cunha. He's got, he's got to, though. He's got to. Yeah. You're only... There's only one other area, isn't there? You're never going to get from Gomez and Lamina. Your only potential options are eight Nori and Tomato, isn't there? In that starting 11, that they can contribute a bit more. But Kaladic off the bench, I don't know where else. Yeah. Cunha. So who is it? Well, 
I, th- I think it's going to be Belgard. Shall yeah, we? Maybe. Yeah, I like that. I think he's going to mm. start getting some minutes and he's going to start, yeah. It's going to be getting fucking tasty, baby. <laughs> He'll take us to the Europa League. <laughs> I think Aitno, he could be amongst the assists purely because in that five, he's positioned like he's pretty much playing as like a left winger. Yeah. He's, uh, his average positions the last few games have been really high. Samado's not so much, but he's getting forward too. So I think I think that would that would be mine. Um, Lost Souls has asked, do we give Sasser a go? And drop Cunha to the bench after the international break. Sasser is far more of a goal threat and linked up well. Um, and he needs that match fist, fitness. Fistness? Maybe not. Um, so, does. Um, so, and he needs at least 60 minutes a game. So that could be an excuse. I still think stick with Cunha. I'm the same. Because of the way we want to play. I would as well. But you got to think, on Sunday, if Gary O'Neill watches the Creators Cup and sees Finn Morris, then... We could see Finn Morrison for a start. We could, we could. As well. And we he's could. he's fit and ready to go. Uh, he ain't got a budgie, uh, so, no. um, Can you imagine no, the state I, of me and Sasha up front? Yeah, God. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, cameos like he had yesterday will obviously t- put him up the pecking order. I think he'll get in ahead of Fabio Silva up front at the moment. Um, but I think it's the way we play. I think Gary O'Neill would just needs to start bringing him on earlier, possibly when we're chasing games. So, but it definitely made a good impact. I think That's it's quite Kenya. telling that brought on Silver, uh, brought on Sasha ahead of Silver. I think mm. Silver's fair choice now. People slating him as well, but brought him on with like when we had like ten men. Expect him to play as on the wing or a midfield. Like put him a bit of slack. Sorry, Finn. Mm. I was going to say that the Cunha isn't a number nine. Thing seems to have faded in the last few weeks. But if that comes back. I suppose we won't be able to in a five at the back, but in the four, you could almost have him in behind um, Sasha or Kalajic as well, like we did. I think, did we do that at Everton with Fabia? Um, but yeah, in the five, it's, it's going to be one or the other, isn't it? George, Sasha or Cunha for Bournemouth? Cunha. I just think, I think you need the dynamism of the front three together to play the way we want to play. I think you put Sasha up there. He's not as mobile as Cunha. And like you say, he's going to need to do a little bit more and a few more good cameos to oust him. And like people forget, Cunha's a Brazilian international by every account, so he's not a bad player. Let's be honest. Um, his time will come; he'll start scoring some goals. Sure. Wonderful stuff. Next question before we go on to the career path game, because I know that's what you're all waiting for. <laughs> um, Daniel Plant, what's the most important position for us to strengthen in January? Is it a clinical number nine, which obviously don't grow on trees? Um, or do we need centre-back depth, can, can, uh, given we've gone to a back three slash five? I think we need a midfielder who can who can sit and dictate tempo personally. That would be my my biggest one. Not seen enough of Tommy Doyle, um, but mm. we lack a midfielder who just can put the foot on the ball. Personally, thoughts? I don't know. It's it's quite hard because I think the eleven is quite settled at the moment. I think we'll probably have a better idea in the next month or so. I think we've got strong depth in every area, really. Um, centre back possibly is going to be a player they they might look at because obviously we switched to a back three now, uh, so we'll need to. But but they had said they were going to look at another number nine. Uh, but now with Cunha playing as a striker and without a number ten, I don't know. So. I don't think they'll be desperate. Maybe another wide player. I think I wide think player, it's, actually. I think it's a wide player. Yeah. It's got to be, in it? Sure. But you got Bellegarde. Yeah, but Still without him, one. who have you, outside of that three, who have you got? Enzo's Sarabia. obviously Fabio, nowhere near yeah. ready. Sarabia, I think, will go. Matt Doherty's coming on the left wing or right wing or whatever. Yeah, good point. So, it's got to be a winger, isn't it? 
I think that's signing of a striker though. That lad from uh, Deer. Oh mate, he's a tank. So good. Yeah, but what yeah, I think in that case, I think we should start trying Cunha out on the left. I don't understand why that's not looked, been more of a He thing. took up the position on the left a couple of times and he, he good works. He's a strong runner, isn't he? So yeah, mm. yeah. I, I think if we do get Deer though in January, I think Fabio's gonna go. Mm, but you wouldn't so be too that makes... a minute, would you? It's a shame. I wouldn't. It's just not good. I just don't think it's going to work out for him, unfortunately. Oh, well. Um, and Andrew Hadfield has asked, who gets the captain's armband for the Creators' Cup? I believe it's Mr. Azapardi. El Capitano. Uh, El, El Capitano. Yeah, the uh, the shirts are uh, getting ready to have their badges put on. So that, that looks sick, you know. I, I do wonder if we've, like, over-prepped compared to everyone else. But there's got to be at least one or two teams coming in, like, different shirts in it. Oh, yeah. Well, if we'd have put shirt sponsors and all sorts on, maybe. But I think just a logo on a shirt isn't too... I think we've gone about right. No, to be fair, so I think possibly the, the company that are doing the printing, they've said they'll do it for free, but they'll, they'll, they're they going to put their logo on the sleeve. Oh, ignore me now. Don't shout them out yet, just in case they... Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they'll get a shout out just in case they leave the bottle. But, um, yeah, but like in terms of other teams, like, like obviously... I know Jason's got the colour old gold slash orange, unfortunately. So I reckon he's going to just chuck any wool shirts over to him. I think we'll yeah. look professional. Oh, yeah. I think we'll look the the bee's knees. The reason why gonna... we were A1. There we go. Yeah. Right. A1. First team out. Yeah. I was going to um, I was going to pay for the kits and have Matt Cooper bites on the front, but then I thought, mm, yeah. is that a, a bad or good idea? Have you seen Jason? Matt Cooper bites Jason... thinners on the sleeve. Yeah, more. Yes, <laughs> or uh, technical fireplaces as the on the back His name's technical fireplace. His name's yeah, technical fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> He's called Superbook. He's called Woodburner. <laughs> <laughs> They're all called Woodburner. <laughs> <laughs> Substitution for always wolves. <laughs> Three <laughs> corgi gas safe is a first. <laughs> oh, right then, career path. Are you all ready? Yeah, Just a reminder of the rules. So um, you get to call out a name. I'm going to go through the player's career. Unless uh, unless someone else calls out a name, you are then locked in. If it goes to the end and none of none of you have got the correct player. Then there's 30 seconds for you all just to dive in and keep saying names. You're not locked in. All happy with that? Yeah, boy. Player number one started his career at Royal Antwerp in 2000, where he made 25 appearances, scoring 10 goals. He then moved to Anderlecht in 2001. Jelly Van Dam. No. Where he, where he scored 18 goals in 71 games. He then moved to Wolverhampton Wonders in 2004, where he made 69 appearances, scoring eight goals. In 2006, he then moved to Reading, where he made... Selkie third... Hyun. It's Selkie Hyun. Get in there, boys. Belgian. Way off. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Very quiet, George. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was Sol, but I had a bit of a delay, I think. Calm, calm. Uh, <laughs> like in the suitcase. <laughs> Next player. This player started his career in 2014 with Pacos de Thorel, scoring 14 goals in 41 games before moving to Atletico Madrid. Jota. In it is Diogo Jota. Oh, I know, because he does his football manager saves with that Pacos de Ferreira. Yeah. 
Well done. Well done. Quick one. Quick one. Next player. This player started his career in 1985 for Torpedo Lutsk, making eight EA appearances, scoring one goal. In 1988, he moved to SKA Carpete scoring zero goals in 29 appearances before making a huge move in 1989 to Dinamo Kiev, scoring 13 goals in 250 oh, It's not. Um, in... In 1999, he made a move to Arsenal, where he made 75 appearances before in 2003. Oh, I know it is. Moved to Wolverhampton Wanderers, making six appearances. Oleg Luzhny. It's Oleg yeah. Luzhny. Yeah. Ah, I knew it as soon as he said Arsenal. That's what I was waiting for. 1-1-1. One, one, one. Across the board. Your next player and your fourth out of the five. This player started his career in 2003 at Wolverhampton Wanderers and his, during his time until 2007, he scored 13 goals and made 74 appearances. During his time at Wolves, he had loan spells at Kidderminster Harriers, Queen Leon Park Clark. Rangers. It's Leon Clark. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, that is, new day. that is good. That is very good, mate. That's very good. I thought I was going to say Leon Clark as well then. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I, bet you, uh, I was, I was. I was, was going to put them numbers in the lottery the week. Leon Clark <laughs> is like probably one of my earliest Wolves memories, man. I think we drew two all against Norwich and they scored in the 91st, 92nd minute. I was with my granddad and he was like, he's like, oh, we're going. And as we went out, uh, do, do, do. <laughs> well, we've scored. He goes, no, they haven't. I said, why would they play this if we lost 2-1? Uh, yeah, Leon yeah. Clark scored late, late on. Wonderful. Unlocking core memories. Your final fifth player started his career at Manchester City in 2011. Um, he didn't make a single appearance at Manchester City. However, he did enjoy three loan spells, one at Carlisle, one at Shrewsbury Town and one at Sheffield Wednesday. He then joined Sheffield Wednesday on a permanent deal in 2013. Jeremy Halan. It's Jeremy Halan. Oh, yes, wow. Big shout. Big shout. <laughs> yes. Uh, 100 appearances for Sheffield Wednesday, May, scoring three goals. He joined Wolves in 2016 on loan and made eight appearances before retiring to focus on his faith. So, yeah, well done, Finn. You are this week's winner. Oh, no, we, this week's... 2-2. Yeah, 2-2. Two, yeah. two, 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 two. George, you get the baby prize. A big kiss off What's me. What's name? Next time yeah. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will want to come last next week now. <laughs> Lee Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed that, lads. That's all we've got time for this week. Dave, do you want to just give a, uh, another quick shout out for the Creators' Cup on Sunday? Yeah, so yeah, the Creators Cup is Sunday. If you want to get involved or come and watch as a spectator, there's a link in the description. If you can't make it, even if you want to drop us a donation, it would mean a lot. We'll probably put updates on our social medias as well. So if you're catching it on you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, drop us a follow or like, and uh, yeah, we'll probably give updates. We'll try and get some clips out as well if we can. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to see some of you there if you can. Wonderful stuff. Hopefully, get some clips of someone else falling over this time, so I can get a bit of a <laughs> get a bit of sleep. Uh, Dave, where can people find you? Should they wish to follow you? It's at Dave as a party on Twitter and Instagram. Finn, Finn is everywhere. F I N E double R Z for my uh, comps at the weekend. Whether they are fail or uh, or goal comps, we will see. But they'll be on there regardless. Someone commented on the last um, podcast asking what happened to your vlogs that they really enjoyed them. Um, 
I don't know, to be honest. I, I didn't make a conscious effort. I keep saying this every time, don't I? I, I, I? The first one where I made a conscious decision not to film was Man City. I, I filmed every game and then I was like, you know what, well, it's just been rubbish. For a 7 out of 10 season, it's been rubbish. Um, and then with that City going, I'm like, right, do I, need to, do I need to not film? If I'm pulling out driver's license lines, um, maybe it's time to retire. But no, I... I I, I still like, I still, yeah. I don't know, there's something in there. I still want to, but I, I, it might be in a different form. I don't know. We'll see. So, non committal answer from me. Should be a politician. What, what kind of format are you thinking? Could you give a Talking Walls exclusive? I don't know. Oh, Only fans. Fair oh, enough. No, I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> no, do, a, do a live watch along with your Corey ads. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's the plan. Yeah. Not on Talking Walls, though. Nah. Talking walls after. Can if you want. There's yeah. enough dicks on here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too many tosses on there. Yeah, the fans yeah. react. <laughs> <laughs> George, where can people find you, mate? Should, should I wish to follow you? Um, at georgerus 7 on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and yeah, of course, LinkedIn, which we've, we've forgotten about. But yeah, you never LinkedIn forget is always the most important one. Yeah. I am Matt Cooper Bites and M Cooper Bites across socials. We are, of course, talking walls across all good social media platforms, and, of course, LinkedIn. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please drop us a five-star review if you've enjoyed it. If you're watching on YouTube, drop us a like. I feel very, very pushy doing this, but if you got to this part of the podcast, you probably enjoyed it. Um, so if you don't subscribe to us, please to please leave us a review. Um, we really would appreciate that. And, yeah, um, see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, we will, won't we? Um, mm-hmm. And until then, look after yourselves, take care, and... Go and enjoy the sun. Take care. Right. 